I think people may have less empathy for the sevens than they typically do for a lot of the other types because they see them as what they are presenting, which is the, I'm okay with this. There's an upside to this. I'm fine. You can be too. Look how great it could be. It'll be awesome when this happens. And so because of what the seven is often presenting, which is often a really genuine expression of their experience and their internal world, and is sometimes an escape from what is going on in their internal world. (laughs) I think a lot of times sevens receive less empathy, Mm -hmm. just like eights do because it's so strong or or whatever. But for sevens, I think that's something that's going on. And one way I'm thinking about the way I observe the internal war of a seven, of what's going on internally, is this desire to engage in something that is meaningful and escape from the pain that can come from that meaning. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I see this all the time with sevens. Well, I want to be engaged. Ooh, that's a lot. I want to escape. I want to get to this point. And the pain that I'm experiencing to get to that point, I shouldn't be feeling. This deep down belief that I shouldn't be experiencing this much pain in order to achieve this much meaning. Yeah. Does that resonate with you as yeah. a seven? Oh, like, oh yeah. I mean, I, I know you can't speak we for don't all sevens. Want to, yeah, for most sevens, it's there's all sorts of ways we'll go through the pain. Uh, that's a misnomer around sevens. It's overstated that sevens avoid pain. I say it and I say it all the time, but I say it as shorthand. And then right. we get underneath and explain what that means. Because most sevens that I've I've typed, um, and I've typed again, um, we're up to thousands at this point um, from across the, the globe now, is mm. they they have different responses sometimes by culture on how they handle pain where some will will confront it go right at it when they have no alternative right but when they do so it is very much a dog cornered and it's like okay or to get to the the next positive thing here's how i'm going to get to the positive right. thing is i got to get rid of the negative right so which it's means like a, sometimes blasting through the very blasting thing that through you're... hurrying through sure. uh, as quickly as you can yeah and any delay in that is really terrifying it's very it's very yeah. hard because it's like the fastest path to get to that place of of pleasure. Yeah, I think for sevens, it's going to often, it's true, you start out by saying they don't present in a way of needing empathy. And that is, that has always been true, at least in from my story. I have seldom found people have empathy from my struggles. Even when I've shared some really painful things. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I watched this happen and I had... You know, Patty, my wife, was watching this happen too, where she would say, it's so funny how this person can share something and they get an overwhelming amount of empathy. When you share stuff, nothing comes your way. Yep. And she was stumped, as I was, about why that is. Now today, I can totally see it. Oh, yeah, I'm doing that to myself, right? It's it's the way the seven presents oftentimes is presenting it with a funny, humorous, lighthearted, I'm okay. Um, And I certainly don't want to feel like needy, like you, like I can't stand that. So I have a, a resistance to being needy and having someone have to meet my own internal needs. No, uh, that's not going to happen. So because of that, I think for a lot of sevens, we we rob ourselves of the empathy that could come our way. But I think for, for oftentimes the sense of deprivation is, is something that other types can line up around. Like, how do I feel what a, what a seven is feeling? How do I feel that internal mm-hmm. Like, again, I can look at a seven and say, well, geez, 
you know, they're fine. They seem to be taking care of themselves or they shouldn't be feeling that level of intolerance towards pain. Like grow up, suck it up. Or, you know, we all have to deal with pain and, you know, that, that right. kind of thing can happen. But imagine the sense of deprivation, the sense of I don't have, like I'm hungry and I'm not getting anything. Yeah. And I've gone a long time and I'm still not getting anything. And that sense of existential at a deep level of I don't have, I am without, I am hungry and nothing is coming my way. The sense of which, and I have a vivid memory for me that is just has stuck with me my whole life. It's not a memory of a particular thing. It's a sort of meta memory of, uh, of me being in, a, in my house. We were poor. Everything is broken in the house. Nothing, nothing works right. We're too poor to fix it. We don't know how to fix anything. And we're stuck in financial difficulty and have no way out. Everything is stuck. And there's no movement out of that. And none of us have anything we need. Not enough food. The heat's barely on in the house. That's the meta memory I have. Mm. It's one that's shared by a few of us in the home, in the family. And it's one that we all have had different reactions to. Mine as a seven, it amplified the seven within me already. That was already there, the disposition, Mm, which is this need, this sense of deprivation, the sense of being stuck, trapped, incapable of getting out of darkness to the positivity of the light, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, I'm stuck in the dark. I can't get to the light. I'm stuck in negativity. I can't get to positivity. Yeah. And so what do I do as a seven? Well, I go to the imagination, right? But that's the feeling at the deepest levels. I'm stuck. I'm trapped. I'm deprived. Negativity snipping at my heels. It's always coming after me. And I just got to keep going in order to not fall into the abyss mm-hmm. <laughs> of darkness. And that the, the abyss feels real. It's like that yeah. emotional darkness. Well, the visual that comes to mind is someone who is like in chains in a cell. Is like, that's the feeling. It was like, I am restrained. Yeah. So when you talk about the seven's desire for freedom, adventure, the future, next, like the thing is, if you've read, I think Count of Monte Cristo is coming to mind and like his internal struggle while he's in prison of just feeling like time is passing. It's escaping in front of me. There's nothing I can do about. Other people are controlling my life. They're controlling where I am. Someone's just sliding measly amount of food through the door every day of like something that is rotten that's probably going to make me sick anyway. It's like the feeling of I'm being deprived. I am being restrained. I have no access to my own freedom, my own choices, my own thoughts, my own desires, my own ideas. Can't go anywhere because I'm in the cell. And obviously like the prison imagery is extreme uh, in isolation. But the emotional picture of that, mm-hmm. I would think would resonate with Seven. It's just being like, well, it just feels like I have no say in my life. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, a lot of Sevens feel like the internal feeling is that of avoidance of feeling stuck but most sevens would say i refuse to feel stuck and i refuse to feel trapped so it's a defiance of that so it's like no i'm not going to get stuck no you're not going to trap me no i'm not going to be bored right so i've heard from sevens both i've heard many times from sevens say i'm never bored i refuse it but it's a defiance it's an act of like no you will not you will not trap me. Life, you will not do that to me. I will find my way through. However, in in (laughs) typing interviews, one of the questions I ask are, 
uh, when you when were you the happiest, and when when are you the least happy? And so many sevens have said when I feel bored. Well, that's it because it's because it's actually true that yeah. we do battle boredom, but some sevens are so adept and have figured out how yeah. to stay leapfrogging from positivity to positivity, yeah. from interesting thing to interesting thing that it doesn't catch up as quickly. Yes. But the, the defiance thing, of restraint is a really good way of yeah. putting that. I don't think we've ever named it that way, but so much of the mechanism is the defiance of restraint. Yeah, and, and I actually, you know, to credit the right person, Stephen Colbert used that term of defiance. We, you know, we don't let death have the final say. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we choose joy. We choose laughter in the midst of that as an act of defiance. So yes. that to me, when he said that, and of course, many Enneagram teachers have, have pegged him for being a seven, which I totally, totally agree. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel it in him. He feels that, yeah. But I have 100% related to that when he said that. It's the defiance, the act of defiance, which I think that's why sevens appear to be okay is because they're defying it constantly. It's a, it's a sense of like, I will not allow the negativity to to control me. But at the heart level, that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And and when someone slows down enough to say, hey, I feel you, I got you, you know, yeah. I'm with you, without sort of like patronizing or parenting or anything like that, just like, I'm with you, mm. is that there's a sense of being like, okay, I can start to feel not alone in that deprivation or not alone in that, you know, in that darkness. Um, so again, it's, you know, for all types, this feeling functions on a scale, really, on yeah. a spectrum. It can be on one day, you can be hardly noticeable. On other days, yeah. very noticeable. But what's true is it's the system underneath. It's the it's the iOS, as you've described, the iOS system. Yeah. It's always functioning behind the scenes. Yep. And the programming comes out when uh, there's stress, when... Yeah, the thing that pushes against the story you tell yourself about what it will look like comes back because, you know, another tension that we've seen in sevens is this. You know, I want a deep relationship and connection, but commitment can sometimes feel hard. Um, it was in one of the panels that our friend Laura said, "If you leave the gate open, I'll play in the yard." <laughs> right? I thought that was yeah, such a that's great, so true, yes. such a great phrase. Yes. So it's like. Yeah, I want to be in that commitment and stuff like that until you close the gate. Oh, yeah. I'm actually more committed when the gate's open. Way more. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a funny thing for people. They don't get this. It's like, oh, no, if you, if you leave the door open, I will visit more often probably than most people will. And I'll probably stay longer than most people will. Mm-hmm. But I have no problem with that. It is the sense of being trapped. Yeah. That I have to fight against. Yeah. And I think it's hard because I think all of us have felt trapped at times. And it's hard, especially I think for sevens when they're kids and they're growing up because you're in a world that is controlled by the grownups, by the people who just seem like no fun. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just this repeated anchoring of that messaging that happens during the most formative of years. Yeah. Whereas some of the other types, it's like the real impact on some of the things that they deal with. Uh, they tend to be stronger a little bit later in life, the teen years or even the 20s. It can come on at different points in time where it has it. But this messaging of, well, you just have to do this and you just have to do that. And this is just what's next. And it's like, I want to have a future and I want to have fun. I want to be in all of these different situations. And so it does create that imagination. And so the, yeah. sometimes that it gives that the context for them to develop the 
mental agility as they have what I always say with the seven, I think of the expansive leader, the expansive thinker, because there's always a way to like go wider and deeper in in every direction. We can go this direction because I'm pulling away from that nucleus. It's it's almost like the big bang is the image that comes to mind is like all of this, all of this energy compressed into this tiny, tiny point that just, just explodes. And then it's like, I'm one, I need to create universes and stars and systems and all of these. And then as the energy goes out from there, certain elements start clumping together to form the cores of planets and stuff like that. It's like, Oh, I'm, I'm thinking and it's expanding and I can see where it's going. And so it's like the universe, it's an ever expanding energy, but it comes from this place of like almost too much crushing at the beginning. Too much constriction. Constriction, restraint, restraint. control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that stuff. Oh, I, I absolutely feel that explosion internally. It's like a pushing outward as a response to the compression uh, You know, that's happening. I think if there's maybe two or three things I would say to people in relationship with sevens, for you, as you feel, as you access your empathy for them, and you feel that sense of deprivation, you feel that sense of being constrained, being restrained, and you feel what that's like to be without uh, the nurture, the positivity, the thing that gives you life to be without that is for you to treat the emotions of a seven like you would treat a cat. How do you win a cat over? <laughs> you don't win a cat over by chasing it. Right. You don't win a cat over by being too eager. You right. do so by being around and noticing and giving it a little bit of a nod, like, I see you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. And uh, and if you do so, the emotions tend to kind of, okay, maybe we'll we'll talk. Maybe we'll chat. Maybe yeah. be open. I think if, if you think of it that way, that can be a helpful way to approaching the heart of a, of a seven. Mm-hmm. When giving any sort of feedback, do it from a place of like straight up plain and... Without intent, without anger, or without yeah, without harshness, just like straight, plain, rational based. Like, well, that's the reason why we do this, right? So, like, you have to do your homework. It sucks, absolutely. It's stupid. School system, yeah, dumb as the stick. Yeah, I get it, hundred percent. You still have to do it though. So, suck it up, you know. And you say it with a laugh, with a smile, right? Yeah, you're teasing them a little bit with that, and then it's like. Okay, right? Yeah. I can do that. You can never go wrong by adding a little humor into the Never. Series, you if know. you do the humor, even dark humor. intensity. Dark humor is, is appreciated. Great. Yes, very much so. <laughs> I mean, even today, I had a terrible game, and my buddy who was playing with me has given me tips on the heels of my being absolutely like frustrated with my game. I didn't yeah. want to hear it. Yeah. And so as he's giving me the tip, he finishes off by going, yeah, shut up, Mike. I don't want to hear anything from you. And he walks out. You know, he's he's... You know, mimicking what right, I would say right. internally. And so that made me chuckle a little bit like, yeah, I don't want to hear a thing. And then you, you could absorb say, more right? of it. I probably. could absorb more of it yeah. because he just was like, <laughs> so it's that sort of like lighthearted, yeah. straight, but lighthearted with some measure of humor or at least just don't be so intense about the sort yeah. of feedback. Be like, whatever. Yeah. Yes. You still have to do it, but. Whatever, you can feel whatever you want. It is stupid. You're absolutely right. It should change. And we probably can, and maybe you'll make some, make a dent in that in the future. Uh, but for now, here's what we have to do, you know. And then, you know, what do you need from me? Do you want me to help mm-hmm. you with that? Do you want me to walk you through some steps with that? Or, or are you good? Like that kind of 
approach is almost always best for sevens, I think. Yeah, I love that. Because you're honoring the core need and doesn't mean you're going into that space with them or that you're going to feel that same thing, but you you honor it and say, well, yeah, well, how can I be with you in this? Yeah. And you want to honor that dual nature of the the gravity and the reality of the situation and this optimistic sense of like, yeah, but I, I do think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to get through this. I think we're going to be able to turn the, I think we can figure this out together. And I think that is true because it's the most honest version. You know, when, when there are movies that they're in a really hard situation and someone makes a joke, to me, it doesn't break the scene or the seriousness of it. I'm like, that's kind of how we are as humans. Yeah. You know, we do things to make ourselves feel better in hard places. Yeah. And so giving that gift to the sevens in your life is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. You can find out more about us at www.theartofgrowth.org. That's the place to learn more about our comprehensive training and coaching programs for organizations around team health. And you can also reach out to us there about individual coaching as well. And there are many tools on the Art of Growth website to help you on your journey. We'd also encourage you to check out the main Art of Growth podcast. Grace and growth, my friends.